Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Delora. How are you, sis? I'm doing well. How about yourself? You know, we talked about, you know, right before we started these seasonal allergies, girl. Other than that, I'm doing well. But the allergies are kicking my butt. So y'all forgive me if y'all hear a little extra sniffling today. <laughs> I'm going to try to try to keep it cute. Yeah, I'm reminded of what would be said on The View about wearing a mask forever. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, it's not just for COVID. It's for mother nature as well because it's real very real out here in these streets but ashley a lot is a lot is going on in the world we have the supreme court justice nominee going Mm -hmm. through the ringer but i'm really excited for her and all that she potentially has to offer um, and we are still in the heat of award season, specifically with the Grammys and the Oscars. However, in our first quick headlines, we're going to be talking about the Grammys because Kanye, Kanye ain't going to be there. <laughs> in this headline from Variety, Kanye West barred from performing at Grammys due to concerning online behavior. Rep confirms. I know we are breaking the no Kanye rule. (laughs) (laughs) However, his antics have been so much lately that it's starting to affect him professionally we've talked about it briefly about his behavior his abusive behavior towards his estranged wife kim kardashian and her new boyfriend pete but after this latest round of harassment we're starting to see some consequences first it was a 24-hour ban on instagram and now And this is according to this article, Kanye got the news last Friday saying that he will no longer be in the lineup. They said, unfortunately, quote unquote, (sighs) are you surprised that the Grammys decided not to allow him to perform? And what do you think were their motivations outside of outside of the online behavior? You know what? I am really conflicted on this Grammys Kanye situation because they're really only banning him from performing. It's not like he is nominations. He was nominated, I believe, for five awards. It's not like those have been revoked. It's not like he can't attend, but he just can't perform. 
So mm-hmm. I'm not sure what statement they're really making with this or why, because yes, the IG ban for 24 hours makes sense. He's using that platform for his antics, right? But Delora, you know, I'm, you know, I've said on the pod about my feelings about the Kanye situation and Kim and how I don't feel like that, that behavior is right. But equality of treatment when it comes to artists from the Grammys, this doesn't necessarily sit well with me because after this was announced, I look back and I'm like, have any other artists ever been banned from performing at the Grammys before? Hmm. And there are none to my knowledge. Delora, how many artists have had antics over the years that one would think could possibly get them banned from certain performances and certain shows? Many, many. So I can't say when it comes to this that I'm like, yeah, this is the thing to do. Because again, I don't understand necessarily their particular point with just this one situation. What about you? Well, there's two things. The one, I'll start with one. (laughs) Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah was one of the high profile men that has openly spoke out against Kanye and his abusive behavior even if it's just it's not just verbally because as we all know that age-old saying sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me well that's a lie because words are very powerful and they hurt very much uh but Kanye went ham on Trevor Noah Noah and DL and guess what Trevor Noah is hosting the Grammys. Now, Trevor Noah did step out in front of it and mm-hmm. said, I said, cancel Kanye, not cancel. But that's a CYA situation. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if I agree with it either. I just think, I think, I don't think Trevor Noah is the type that would throw you know, the tomato and hide his hand. I don't think that, but I'm sure he's not really upset about it because we all know that Kanye is loose cannon. This is the same behavior that we loved at one point that we now realize is actually quite problematic, right? But I don't- Do you feel like the Grammys think that a performance would be the most dangerous platform to give him because it'll give him free reign to do something that could be- crazy potentially because he can still get up and give a speech let's say he wins one of these awards he can still get up and say something wild during the telecast but I don't think Kanye is going to really show up he's the type you bruise his ego he's not going to show up even if he wins the second thing I was going to mention I think he may still come (laughs) the Kardashian machine Chris has been very busy Chris is always busy who am I kidding but you know (laughs) After Kim's ill-fated business advice and, you know, managing um, Kim to get in front of it by posting pictures of Pete on her Instagram, which I believe was intentional. Um, And then obviously seeing Kanye spiral as a result. Knowing knowing Chris, she probably was like, something needs to happen. Somebody needs to do something. Thanks. You know what I mean? Interesting. 
I mean, as they say, the devil works hard, but Chris Jenner works harder. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not negating anything you're saying. And obviously, to your point, the direct correlation between Trevor Noah, I think is probably the biggest factor with the mm-hmm. Grammys. But again, Trevor has distanced himself from their decision. Um, and I still, like I said, you're still, a, you're, you didn't rescind his invitation. He could still pick up and win. I mean, he still had the whole <laughs> the year he didn't even mean to have a controversy, he showed up and showed out with the taking the mic from Taylor Swift. So he still has a lot of potential problems he could cause just by showing up. Will he? Only time will tell. But I still, I don't know. I Surprisingly, given how I feel about Kanye these days, I still just don't know how I feel about this particular decision because I'm like... There's a lot of artists in this case who you should have banned. And the Grammys, let's be honest, the Grammys have just like the Oscars and sometimes an issue with, you know, lack of showing love to diverse talent, diverse categories, diverse nominees. I don't want to say this is racial. I don't want to just say that, but I'm just saying I it don't, it, it's not, it's not something that's lost on me either when it comes to these sorts of decisions behind the scenes. So I'm just saying, Delora, I'm I have not I have not fallen hard on one side or the other, shockingly, because I was shocked myself. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. All right. Our second quick headline. This is from Deadline. Maury to end after three decades. NBC Universal confirms host bittersweet retirement. So this news has been all over social media. What's very interesting about this is on on all the online gossip sites, they're all saying that it's canceled. But according to this article, Maury Povich said that six years ago, he was ready to retire, but his Mm -hmm. NBC Universal family asked him to continue the show. Even though I was ready for assisted living, out of loyalty to NBC <laughs> Universal and my more than 100 staff and crew members, they decided that they would agree to one more deal. So he's very proud of his relationship with NBC Universal, but this will be the 2021 2022 season, um, will be the final. And He's excited for his retirement and he deserves it. You know how many people he's had to chase through the years? <laughs> According to uh, NBC Universal Syndication Studios, their EVP Sam Mori is a television icon, a pop culture legend, and we couldn't be more proud to have been a part of his incredible career. Are you ready for the Maury show to be over? Yes. I mean, I love Maury. <laughs> and wink, wink, I've known about this for a while, but he's had a hell of a run. I mean, this man has been doing Maury for as long as I can possibly remember, right? And he's 83 years young. Let that man enjoy his retirement with Connie. Let him go hit some golf balls. Let him go come on down here to the villages in Florida. I don't know what Maury wants to do, but he has had a hell of a run. I can't say I've been an avid watcher of Maury probably within the last, you know, 
several years just because I kind of got out of the whole daytime talk show. Remember the 90s were strong for daytime talk shows. And we're not even just talking because for me, I grew up loving, you know, the morning news, right? Like the Today Show. I grew up with, you know, Brian Gumbel and Katie Cork. But that, that like when you're home from six, we are home from school sick and it's like from 12 to like four o'clock. There was always something really good to watch. Girl, me and my brother was summer breaks. Like we watched everything. Yes. We watched everything from <laughs> Sally yes. Jesse, Raphael to Jenny Ricky. Jones. You remember Jenny Jones though? Yes. Like you my favorite. The first- my favorite Jenny Jones episodes were with bullies. Were like you're you come back to confront your bully from high school. You remember the first Queen Latifah show? Yes. I mean, there have been so many talk shows. So it's almost like, you know, as we talked about last week with Nick Cannon ending, talk show space is a hard space to succeed in. And there's been so many that have kind of come and gone over the years. So it is the end of an era for sure. And obviously a lot of paternity tests are going to go undone now without Maury Povich. But let that man enjoy his life, guys. 83, he's done his job. He's done his job. The show launched in 1991. Girl. He's uh, been around my whole life. My whole life. And I actually remember because he was, he's a journalist and he used to have a real serious news show. But I remember that flip when he's just started doing paternity tests all day, every day. Yeah, because his portfolio back in the day, I mean, he used to do like the sex tuplets and mm-hmm. uh, it wouldn't stand today. But were you born a man or a woman? Like he used to have a lot of variety. Yeah, those would not fly today, guys. No. Don't go back and watch those. The 90s Highly problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Highly problematic today. But through the lens of the 1990s, he definitely was... Um, you know, a very popular and interesting show for a long time. So enjoy yourself, Maury. Enjoy. Well-deserved retirement. All right. Variety is very popular today. <laughs> Donald Glover explains his approach to Atlanta season three. We wanted to make a black fairy tale. I just wanted huh? to bring up this conversation because the show has been gone since uh let me see here i lost my spot i believe 2020 was the last <laughs> season that we got so i thought been... it was 2018 girl was it 2018 i thought it was 2018 because i'm like it's been 50 11 years since i saw a new episode of atlanta <laughs> it's been far too long and it, it's coming back march 24th are you excited for its return I'm excited, but at the same time, it's been 50, 11 years. So I need a refresh. I know to your point, I saw the variety article. They kind of list the the things to remember from the first two seasons. Cause man, the episode that still sticks out the most vividly to me, Laura, <laughs> that Teddy Perkins <laughs> yes. episode, the creepiest, some of the creepiest television I have ever seen from the mind of Donald freaking Glover. And you had to put the man who we already got traumatized from get out in this situation. It was just like trauma on trauma. (laughs) I think what I love so much about this show is when we were first introduced to it, we had no idea who 
Brian to Ray Henry was. We had no idea who Lakeith Stanfield was. Paper boy. We didn't know who ZZ was. Like, they are all bona fide stars, and I am here for it. Indeed. And, you know, Donald Glover is a unique, unique um, gentleman. Obviously, he's immensely talented, but his humor is just so dark sometimes. And to your point, that is definitely the same episode that sticks out to me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch him in Community? Because Community is one of those shows I've tried to get into, but I can't. But I feel like maybe I, is that the I think Community was the one he was in, isn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, and no, I feel like I, I did need not to, like watch that to get an appreciation for some of his like earlier work. I agree. I agree because I love um, Yvette and I know she was a main cast member on that show, but I just Mm -hmm. couldn't get into it as well. I don't know what it was. So, I mean, the same way I couldn't get into, uh, what was it? Something in Rex? Parks Parks and Rex. Rex. Oh, see, I love Parks and Rex. That's my show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's my show. But yeah, I need to, I need to try. But to your point, yeah, Donald Glover is interesting. I feel like creatively, I'm curious to see what they do with these final two seasons, just because you don't know what to expect. It's not like he formats this show in like a traditional way. Not at all. They're so that's all kind of exciting. Alone. Yeah. Cause they were even saying like, it's not like season three picks back up where season two ended. So like, I'm just curious creatively what he's come up with. You know what I mean? That's what excites me. And just like that, I just remember my favorite episode. It's when Paperboy needed a haircut and he literally had to drive all over the place for a haircut. And was Cat Williams in that episode too? I think he was in that. Was it that one? I think those are my favorite two. The haircut one and then the alli- uh, not, uh, Cat Williams one. I feel like there's an alligator in that. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be surprising. <laughs> All right, let's get into our hot topic. All right, Ashley, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, award season, the big daddy of music and the big daddy of movies are coming. And we are going to put our predictions on wax. Okay, this is our nine, this is the 94th Oscars. And we're going to talk about the top categories here. Do you have your ballot or do you have a ballot in front of you, Ashley? Pulling it up as we speak, ma'am. I am ready. All right. So let's do actor in a leading role. Will Smith. Absolutely. If you guys remember, I made a very strong statement in a recent episode where I said, if Will Smith does not win, this may be the last Oscars telecast I ever watch. I'm still standing by that statement, Delora. This man better win. Period. You hear that? You hear that? Y'all have till tomorrow, till ballots close. Will Smith better win. <laughs> you know what would suck is if he won everything but this. I would be so pissed off. I would just not get over it. I, I wouldn't get over it. It would be another slap in the face and I'm tired of being slapped. I'm tired. My face is tired. And Will Packer is doing the Oscars this year. Will Smith better win. 
Will, you hear me? I think it's interesting. Let's talk about that since the Oscars is our main hot topic. It was Will Packers. It could have been part of, he could have been part of that conversation of removing those categories from the live show since he's the producer of the show. Does that change how you feel about this new change? I mean, I, I said, even when we talked about this before that I, I felt that content wise something had to be done. Cause even in his quote, he said, it can be one, it can be many things, but what it can't be is boring. And I agree with that. It's a content problem because you have to entice people to want to view this. This at the end of the day is still entertainment it is a show. So I still stand on that. Now, what influence Will Packer has over that versus the Academy? Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. Um, I'm but, not sure too, but I I'm wouldn't be surprised if there was some type of conversation. I'm had. sure he definitely put his two cents in to say, hey, listen, here's my thoughts of how we can tighten this up, how we can make this more relevant, how we can make this more entertaining, et cetera. And I'm sure he's not going to disappoint me, but. Are you excited for the Viewer's Choice Award? Is it going to mean anything? I didn't even know there was a Viewer's Choice Award. Yeah, that's what they're implementing this year at the Oscars. I didn't even realize that. Who's up for Viewer's Choice? Um, I don't know it offhand, um, but the, the Oscars embrace of a Twitter Choice Award is a new solution to an old problem. This is from February 23rd this year. <clears throat> a Twitter's choice. So people are voting specifically on Twitter. Yep. Yep. And this is to combat the low viewership, as you mentioned, because in 2021, the all time low was 9.85 million viewers. That was rough. But again, this, this Twitter Oscar has like box office favorites, like Spider-Man No Way Home and things like that. So I just wonder if it's going to have less value to the industry itself than the traditional categories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, it should be interesting. And do they get a legit Oscar or do they get like a certificate or something? That's <laughs> <laughs> Do they get a surfboard? Is this the Teen Choice Awards? <laughs> All right. Actor in a supporting role. Troy. Yeah. I would agree, especially because we just talked about Coda. He was phenomenal and he's been winning multiple awards. Um, So I just can't imagine it going to anyone else. Actress in a leading role. This one I'm still on the fence about, because if you had asked me before these last couple of awards, it was Nicole Kidman shooing. But now I'm really feeling like Jessica Chastain has pulled out in front for her role in the eyes of Tammy Faye. I agree. I'm on the same, I'm on the same page. Although Nicole wasn't my front runner. My front runner was Olivia Olivia. Coleman. Yeah. Yeah. And with Kristen, I didn't think she was going to get it because she wasn't even acknowledged at the BAFTAs or the SAG. So I didn't think that was a viable choice. And Penelope, I want to highlight her. She, so this year there's several couples nominated so she and Javier are nominated this year along with Kristen Dunst and her boo Jesse are nominated and they're saying this is the first time uh two couples have been nominated in the same year so 
it should be fun and Kirsten is um engaged to her boo so very exciting so I agree I love that dress she wore that white wedding dress she wore recently it was beautiful oh I didn't see it I'm gonna have to look that up actress in a supporting role that's a no-brainer it is although ingenue yeah she did a phenomenal job but ariana's gonna win it what do you think about rachel ziegler not getting invited to the oscars though yeah i think it's a bad look i know they have the excuse of you know each movie or studio has so many tickets but she was the lead of of the best picture nominee you know what i mean like this doesn't make any sense she's freaking maria She's Maria and she can't go to the Oscars. Shut the front door. That's it's pretty, it's pretty wild. They're trying the, and I feel like they're trying to put it off on the, I guess the studio or whoever allocates the tickets. But if I were the Oscars, I'd be like, listen, we will personally deliver you an additional ticket. That's clearly absurd that you would not get invited to the awards. And I know they also said they cut down on the amount this year because of yes, COVID, COVID and all of that and trying yeah. to make sure that you have the space in the Kodak Theater, what have you. But there's no, when, ha, when else has the lead of a film that is nominated not been invited to the awards? This is a Steven Spielberg film. This is a Disney film. This film had budget. It, it's it, West Side Story. <laughs> There's no way. It makes absolutely no sense. That was wild to me. So two things on West Side Story. So what I got mixed up because I'm looking at this website, I'm looking at today and it says, here are all the ways the Oscars are making history in 2022. Kristen Stewart and Ariana DeBose are the first two openly queer or queer identifying actors nominated in the same year. That sounds sounds insane, but okay. It it sounds insane. And this is West Side Story is the second film to be nominated as a remake. So We all know the first West Side Story happened in 1961 and the 2021 version is now nominated. It only happened one other time with Mutiny on the Bounty. It won its Best Picture Oscar in 1936, while the new version was only nominated in 1963. So some fun facts there. All right. Animated feature film. Encanto. Yes, ma'am. Check out that recap, you guys. Cinema cinematography. Mm, that's interesting because I haven't really paid attention to who's been winning cinematography at the other award shows. And I haven't seen anything but one of these films. So based on that, I guess I'm gonna give it to Doom, but <laughs> I'm sure all of them had amazing cinemas. I mean, the tragedy of Macbeth, just the fact that it was in black and white and all of that. Um, I think from the, I think Nightmare Alley was very, like had a lot of vivid color. Yes. Um, Power of the Dog. I mean, obviously it's been a darling and then West Side Story musical. So I have to give it to Doom just because it's really the only one that I've seen. What about you? The tragedy of Macbeth. I'll give it to that. Costume. 
I have to give it to Cruella because Cruella was fabulous with the costume. I mean, it was, it was about fashion. Fashion. And I was really nervous about that. Like when I saw the previews, I wasn't really impressed by the trailers. And so it took us watching the film to be like, oh, they brought it. Oh, they yeah. absolutely brought it. I loved it. Check out that recap, guys. Yes, ma'am. And I didn't know this, but West Side Story Costumes um, was by the first Black male costume designer nominated for an Oscar Ooh, in the nice. category. Yeah. I, we see out here, Paul. All right. Directing. I'll give it to Jane Campion for Power of the Dog. Bless her soul. I'm sure she's learned her lesson about her acceptance speeches. Thank God for Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and, and click that as well. All right, so I'm going to do a few more. Best original song. Uh, Be Alive from King Richard. Music and lyrics by Dixon and Beyonce Knowles Carter. <laughs> <laughs> That's who I'm rooting for anyway. Who's probably going to win is probably going to be No Time to Die. But who I'm rooting for, be alive. Can I root for more than one person? <laughs> you can root for as many people as you want. I know you're also rooting, I'm sure, for your boy, Lin-Manuel Miranda. I am. I am. He is one award away from EGOT. And granted, it's an arbitrary thing to have, sure. But he has a freaking Peabody. Like, it, he needs to go ahead and just get it over with get his oscar he, i mean he's gonna be nominated for the next two years anyway for oscar to best off. this is his second or third time anyway so yeah that's why i'm gonna need beyonce to go ahead and get it now it's time for beyonce to get that oscar that's it all is. i'm saying yeah no i agree <laughs> uh i'm, I'm rooting for my my boy lynn so i'm just gonna say those orchizitas i'm saying that completely wrong and i actually interpreted it incorrectly as well during our recap so check out that recap i said it meant two butterflies it actually means two caterpillars so as the song progresses he then talks about how they grow into butterflies which makes it even more emotional and beautiful and (sighs) that freaking movie (laughs) all right production design I was going to say, we got to talk production design. And we had Hannah Beekler on who said that her prediction is the tragedy of Macbeth. So I'm going to go with the expert's opinion here. The tragedy of Macbeth. Same. And we'll just finish it up with best picture because we don't have to necessarily go into adaptive screenplay or original screenplay. Uh, Because again, I guess when it comes to these movies, I'm not as moved. I mean, I know we have a boatload of best picture nominees but i don't know there isn't one movie that i'm just like ah 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 you know what i mean what what are your thoughts for best picture yeah so before i would have absolutely said the power of the dog just because the power of the dog has such momentum going into award season going to award season rather but coda is ending on such a strong note that now I'm leaning Coda um, unless there, you know, is a surprise somehow of something else kind of getting this, the golden statue. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my final ballot in for Coda. That's my choice. I'm choosing Coda as well. 
simply because it's a feel-good movie and I do feel like this is a feel-good year because a lot of stuff is going on you know some years the heavy stuff you feel the acclaim and all that but well again to our point we watched and recapped Coda I don't really know if I'm ever going to watch The Power of the Dog. And that is no offense whatsoever to the creators, the actors, everybody who put in the work for that film. It just has not, I have not been compelled to watch it yet. So that's just, but that's my personal taste. That's my personal interest. Ashley, my final note on the Oscars. Are you ready for this three hosts setup? Yes, I am ready. Um, no offense again to Amy Schumer, who I was confusing with Amy Poehler when we first talked about this, but I, I am excited to see. I know they'll each kind of have their own standalone moment. So I feel like they all have different flavors when it comes to comedy. So I'm excited to see what they do with their individual little bits and segments. And, you know, women very rarely let me down when it comes to <laughs> entertainment. Yes! So. I feel like it's not going to be cringy and crazy and any of those things. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And then if we get this performance from Beyonce, I mean, my life will be made. So yes. Can you elaborate on that? I got the article. Yeah. So Variety basically reported the day that we're recording and we're recording early guys. So this may be a little old news to you by the time you're listening that Beyonce maybe doing a performance from uh, Tennis Courts in Compton of Be Alive. Um, It's obviously to Beyonce's usual standard of being kept under wraps and nobody really talking about it. And they can't get a quote from anybody to confirm, but it's possible that, hey, she may turn it up and turn it out and perform Be Alive in Compton. And it'll probably be her only time performing the song too. So that's going to be probably epic. I think it's smart considering all the COVID stuff going on too. Granted, we've never had anything like this done before at the Oscars. But also, are we going to get like a Will Smith freestyle real quick on on it? Because, you know, Big Willie, you know, Big Willie is a rapper, lest we forget. (laughs) I mean, he is many things. Let's not forget that. First. First uh, rapper to win a Grammy steal. Yes, I mean, him, and, him and Jazzy, Jazzy Jeff. So, you know, I, I would be curious, but, you know, obviously any performance Beyonce does is going to be fire. And this is coming on the heels of, I was just rewatched Homecoming on Netflix today. So I'm like in my Beyonce feelings at the moment because I was supposed to be working guys. And I'm like, I'm going to put this on as background. And I was still so compelled to look yes. up more than not to still relive the magic of Beachella. Epic. Did you see Tyler Perry's remake of it? <laughs> no. <laughs> did Please. he do it on? Did he do it on Medea Homecoming? Yes. So I fell yes. asleep on that movie. I need to rewatch it. I'm so yes. sorry. <laughs> Please do. He is a fool. Tyler Perry is many things. Wealthy. Yes. His movies leave much to be desired. But what he did well. What he does well is Medea and him being Medea as Beyonce, everything, <laughs> everything. I love it. I will have to, I'm really going to have to rewatch that movie, I guess, or at least fast forward just to that one scene. It's at the end. It's at the end. So okay. you technically do not have to watch the movie. You can just go to the end credits. Cool. 
Will do. But yeah, no, I'm excited. I, I'm actually more excited to watch this year's Oscars because of this buildup of these sorts of like nuggets. So that is saying something right there. Okay, Will Packer. Um, <laughs> Maybe I slid a resume into Will Packer Productions. Y'all never know. We've recapped several of his projects as well. Go check out Think Like a Man. All right, Ashley, what are we recapping? this our next week i should say so guys if you've been on netflix within the last week i'm sure you're aware of the latest ryan reynolds project literally called the adam project that has been number one for a little bit for a little bit so that's what we're going to be hitting you guys with on tuesday cannot wait to talk about it it's like for like marvel lovers unite with this cast but so, not a Marvel movie. But like, not a Marvel movie. Yeah, but, but there's know. definitely element and we'll definitely <laughs> yeah. get into that. They definitely drop some gems such as the multiverse is, is referenced. So, yep. you know, we all know what it is and they make fun of it. And it's also a reunion of Ryan Reynolds with the director of Free Guy, which both Delora yes. and I enjoyed. And yes. he's also slated hit. to be the director for Deadpool 3. Three. So if yes. you guys have not watched this yet, feel free to check it out. If Come my- back. My rom, my rom-com gang out here, gang gang. A reunion of Mark Ruffalo and Jen Garner. Jen Garner. Thirteen going on thirty. Okay, guys, check it out. Come back, stick with us for the recap. Can't wait to talk shop. See you then. Bye.